The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. And yes, we're not going anywhere as a team in the playoffs or whatever, but we are still the Raiders. We have to bear with it. We got things going on, and we're going to talk about all that on show 220. Raider Nation. This is show 220. What can I tell you, man? We got to the 220 mark. It's Every show is actually a good mark these days. That's pretty funny. But let me hit this show for today. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Town. Do you know about my city? Oak Town. The city of Oak. Oak Town. Oak, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of O. O, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today's show will be the post game for the dead batteries. That's right. The San Diego chargeless, nutless, boatless chargers took it to us. We're going to talk about that. And Mr. Rogers comes to town. That's right, Mr. Rogers is coming to town. That's Roger Goodell, that is. Yeah, he looks like Mr. Rogers, too. We're going to talk about that, hint on why he's coming to Oaktown. Hasn't been here since 1995. And we will hit the pregame for the Rats. Yes, the Patriot Rats are coming to town. The Rat Bastards are coming to Oakland. They stole the Super Bowl from us, folks. You got to know that. And we will hit on that because there's a whole lot going on in that team and that new, actual, pretty new rivalry got with those guys because I can't stand them rat bastards, and I know I'm not alone. So, and the last but not least, the bone line. We're going to hit the bone line and see what you guys are talking about and see if we can change the direction of this freaking ship. So let's get right to the post game for the Chargers. Well, <laughs> you think you wonder while I'm laughing, but you know what? You do know why I'm laughing because what else can you do, man? I know I'll tell you this, the game was more than I expected. Yes, more disgusting play, more penalties, more turnovers, more dysfunction on defense, more ridiculous play calling. It was way more than I expected. So, <laughs> so you know what? It was funny. What do you mean funny? Funny how? Funny. It was funny. What the fuck is so funny? From Tommy Kelly's personal foul that got them out of a third and long to a touchdown. Yes. Thanks, Tommy Kelly. Way to play, brother. To rotating door Harris marched to new lows in flags. <laughs> oh, gosh. New lows and penalty yards. New lows and whatever. Every low you could possibly imagine for a tackle, he's done it. Two, this was a special part of the game, Ladanium Tablet says, quote, that was easy as he blew through the line for a 25-yard touchdown. Yes. What can you say? What can you say? I last, I laughed harder when our defensive play man-on-man turns to cover two and we get torched without a blitz in sight. The cherry on top of this whole thing was Jamarcus, or what I'm calling him now, I got to call it out right now, I'm calling his kid Jabusto for now. Now, everybody's got an opinion, I'm just going there because that's how I feel. That's my opinion. Jabusto Russell falls and fumbles once again I think that's four times, or is it eight times? I lose count because I don't want to remember. The softest quarterback in the NFL, 
sprained his ankle in the San Diego game, but he's going to play through it, folks. Brett Favre, 260 games without a missing a game. Was it 260, 230? I don't know the exact number, but it's a hell of a lot more than 16. Now, that was comical enough. The play of most of the team blew. We have true blue players like like Gabriel Wilson, who lays it out there every game. Derek Burgess, Morrison, Thomas Howard, I could go on. Samoa, let's see who else is out there every freaking game. Our special teams are out there every game. But enough players are not out there during this game to make it look exactly what it was. A half-hearted attempt to get paid. And that's what happened. Now here's a caveat for y'all. If you watch the game... I was stunned. I was stunned. <laughs> I was stunned to silence, if you can believe that. I was stunned by the whole <laughs> the whole Raider Nation, Gorilla Rilla, Terminator, Tuzak, uh, that whole skit or that whole take, whatever it was. If you didn't see it, we got it on our website. We got it on internationpodcast.com. Uh, check out the forum, and you can go in there, and you can find it in there. I definitely guarantee you it's there. Or you could look on NFL uh, NFL highlights. I'm sure it's on there as well, but on NFL.com. <laughs> but it made us look like a bunch of buffoons. I mean, Gorilla Rilla is my brother. I love Gorilla Rilla. And he, I'm sure that none of those guys, Tuzak, uh, Gorilla Rilla, the Terminator, those are all the guys. Those are all our guys. Those are guys that are there every game, away games. These are the true blue hardcore of the Raider Nation. And the NFL took film, and they cut out what they wanted. They made a very comical kind of a, a hit on the Raider fan. Uh, it, was, it was on the lighter side, thank goodness, because I think there could have been some violence involved if it wasn't. But I was just amazed. At the play we got. I was happy for those guys. They got great, great exposure. Congratulations to all those guys that were on the the uh, the NFL network for that game. That was beautiful. But from that, if that was only the thing, that'd be cool. But I was stunned to see it follow through the entire game of Chris Collingsworth and all those other, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to, I don't even remember their names. I'm so flipped out about the bashing, even though, hey, I bash. Look at who's talking. But I'm a Raider fan. I'm a vested member of the Raider Nation, like you are. And I flipped out about these fucking assholes that come and bash us so harshly during the game. It was just, you know, it was one comic. It was like a fest. It was a roasting of the Raiders. Not that they don't freaking deserve it after that show. I mean, that's definitely, they definitely had enough ammunition to go after us, but they went way above and beyond what would be considered uh, even beyond because it was it was a constant barrage of bashing against Oakland. And I'm sure the producer was even embarrassed because it was just not fair media. It wasn't even close to being entertaining. It was just, you know, it was, it made me sour. It's real sour. Obviously I'm always sour and mainstream, but still it was just a moment where I, I listened to what they were saying. You know, they had all kinds of little cute, little funny comments, but <laughs> I thought to myself, isn't this the NFL? Isn't this a league of teams, 32, all of which have had ups and downs? But it's just funny to me that I could guarantee you and bet both my ball sacks, excuse me, ladies, that there has never been, to date, a bashing of a team as consistently and as vicious as was on that football Thursday. I'll tell you that right, right now. And the fact that they let them get away with that, it just amazes me because look at the Lions. They're going to be 0-16. The Lions, 0-16. And they don't even get any play. 
I know we're getting play, and that's good because I don't mind us getting play because we need play. We need something. But if you're going to make a joke about a team and really go after them and make it ha-ha-ha-ha, then you should be going after the Lions and their whole general manager debacle over there. They have a, a history of dysfunction that far surpasses Oakland in every way. All the way to the beginning. That's why the NFL Network are assholes of the year and contenders, well, assholes of the month, but contenders for asshole of the year. Lack of class, lack of self-control, absolutely <laughs> a pathetic attempt at humor uh, for so long and for so it's it was vicious. So long story short, that's about it for that game. I hope we never have another one like it. I still say the Atlanta Falcons game was the worst performance I've ever seen of any team in my football life. Okay? In the history of every game I've watched since I was born, that game with 77 total offensive yard was by far the most pathetic performance ever. So as bad as this was, it wasn't that bad. But I thought it was pretty funny. Funny how? <laughs> funny like a clown? Tell me what's funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh, gosh. What can I say? I can say Mr. Rogers is coming to town. Oh, gosh. Here he goes. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Rogers. Roger Goodell is coming to town. He hasn't been into Oakland since 1995 when the team returned from Los Angeles. Roger Goodell, I don't know if he's friends with, with uh, Oakland. I don't know what, what relationship him and Al have. I'm sure they've, they've, uh, they've had their words. I'm sure he has a history with Al of some degree, whether it be positive or negative. Probably negative, I'd have to say. But he's coming to Oakland on an invite from Amy Trask. That's an amazing circumstance, don't you think? Now, he's not coming to Oakland because the Patriots are uh, almost into the playoffs. They're an eight-game win, and uh, they're, they're trying to get into that wild card or trying to get a division slot, and they're fighting hard. They have to win this game. I don't think he's coming from, for that. I don't think he's coming for that situation at all. Now. <laughs> I think his invitation from Amy Trask is very well planned for a certain time of the season where the Raiders don't have a doggone choice but to fade away into the West. And I think that's what's going to happen anyway, as you all know, as I do too. But he was invited by Amy Trask personally, reported in the media, so you know the Raiders got that out there, that they... Believe me, if they didn't want anyone to know that they invited him, they would not have invited him, <laughs> or they would have made it a contract secret so he couldn't tell anybody. That's how we operate, folks. But it was publicly announced that the Oakland Raiders are going to have Roger Goodell in the stadium. Now, why would we want to have him come here? Other than the fact that, you know, he, he is the head honcho and the big cheese in the NFL. At least all kinds of questions in my mind that he's coming here. And you know, he said it himself, a quote would be, he said it, he said that the, the NFL is a better organization when the Raiders are strong. He said it more than one occasion. And I know he's right, and so does everybody on this, this show knows he's right. Al knows he's right. Perhaps, just perhaps, they're going to have meetings this week. Maybe Al and Roger are going to sit down, and Roger hopefully will be able to impart some wisdom of his own to Al Davis about how the successful organizations are getting their job done, 
who might possibly want to be a general manager. Maybe there's some discussions on the restructuring of contracts, whatever it's going to take to get this team out of the crapper. I only see it as a good thing. I just hope that there's more to it than just the invitation or just the media attention that the Raiders would get. And, of course, the speculation that might drive people to buy a ticket. I don't think so, but maybe. This is the Oakland Raiders corporate machine for the last year, six years, you know. You know, we can examine it a year by year, and it's very consistent in its dysfunction, as dysfunctional as it is, you know. I mean, that's why I say that if the Raiders, you know, if they're going to continue this path of losing, they're going to do exactly this. They're going to put out invitations for interviews, get turned down by major coaches that have a decent name that don't want to have anything to do with the Raiders. Perhaps one guy, maybe two good coaches will come in and blow out just on the fact that they'll pay their way here and let them stay at a high-class hotel and, you know, really have no expectations, which would be discussed on the phone in private, I'm sure. It's a show now. And then the Raiders hold their cards way until all the good coaches are selected and then come out with some obscure pick whether it be the fossil or it could be Denny Green, you know, or someone of that type. And that that would be the tragedy of the entire season because I'm not going to buy that again. I, I've bought into it six times and, you know, I'm, I'm tired of buying into that. But the fact that Roger Goodell is coming to town, I think, is a good thing. we got to take it as a good thing because the Oakland Raiders need all the assistance they can get. And if the big cheese in the NFL could come in and take a look, talk to some guys, maybe he'll talk to players. Who knows? I just think that maybe it's some kind of a, at least an indication that Goodell wants us to get better. He's just kind of coming to show that he's interested in the team getting better. And let's just wait and see what he has to say before, during, and after the game. Um, if he says anything at all, I hope it's positive. I think it's uh, if it's positive, it, it might lead us to some better things. Let's hope so. Well, let's welcome Roger to, to the Raider Nation like we do always. I can imagine he's going to get a great big boo. <laughs> that will be Freaking hilarious. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Okay, the pregame for the rats. It started with the Jets game. Coach Bill was to blame. Filming plays on the sidelines, but they're 16 and 0. Tom Brady's beautiful, and they're mine. They said that we had no class, but we kicked the Jets' ass, and Bill had to pay a big fine. But we're 16 and 0. Tom Brady's beautiful, and they're mine. Then Brady showed him who's the boss He just kept throwing it to Randy Moss Or Wes Welker over the top He started the streak, he could not stop We got Maroney to run The defense is great And what about our offensive line? We're 16-0 Tom Brady's beautiful And am I Here comes the playoffs, we're all set So call your bookie and make your bet We're the best, the best in sports Tell all the other teams they can eat my shorts We'll come out of this season, 19 and 0 Super Bowl champs of four time, we're 16 and 0 Tom Brady's beautiful <laughs> the rats are coming to town. The Patriot rats are coming to town. Eight and four, I believe they are. So they're playing a pretty good season. And we all know 
that Candy Moss is coming back. You know, <laughs> my game in a game is going to be, of course, Nambi Asamoa. Working over that Candy Moss, working his ass over. I hope he doesn't break through free because if anybody else is covering him, you know what? Chris Johnson can cover him. I'd love to see Chris Johnson or Naomi get a uh, an interception on his skinny little ass. I still think of a show we did when he was here with the chicken dance song. Come on, Randy, let's hear it. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Candy Moss, the quitter. He actually epitomized this entire team. His attitude is exactly what he left behind because that's what we have left. Our players, a lot of them just like him. As for the game, I mean, you know, come on, they're the Patriots. Wes Welker, probably the one most dangerous uh, receiver there is is going to be all over the field in different formations, and if we don't control him, we're going to get torched. Not known as a running team, they have run on us, and I expect no less from Sunday. I'd love to say matchups. I would love to talk about things that would be better or how we could win, but honestly, like the expectations I had of the Charger game are the same expectations I have for this game. I know you're probably tired of hearing of it, man, because that's the reality for this fan. And I don't know if you're feeling that way, but hell man, I've started this podcast and continued it on the way that I feel. And I think there's a couple people out there that might agree with me. The Raiders need a lot of help and talking about the X's and O's at this part of the season is really a waste of freaking time. Mass is okay. The points I mean, you know what? There hasn't been a winning side of the points since the third game of the season. <laughs> we are pathetic on the offensive side of the ball, and we are just dysfunctional on the defensive side of the ball, and it's very consistent. The only thing is, you know, teams like Denver and the Patriots have to be concerned because the Raiders, and this is my only prayer, I hope will rise to beat these guys in this hour of desperation. Now, I didn't go over the Awesome Wasp press conference after the game um, of the San Diego game because it's been done. I might as well go over right now when he talked about he can't walk up and get in everybody's face and tell them to play. He's one guy. And you know he's given 100%. You know Morse is given 100%. You know Thomas Howard's given 100%. There's more people giving 100%. But the other members of the team, Kwame, the paper bag that walks back to the line laughing after his umpteenth fucking penalty, you know, those are guys that have to be flushed like now. If there was any way to fire him, I would love to just cut his ass free now. But not to get too much into that, I just want to say that this game would be a fabulous win for the fans, okay? The team, I'm not worried about the team. Some guys will stay, some guys will go, whatever. But for the fan, it's nice to have a victory and it's nice to have that victory feeling when you're leaving the parking lot, folks. I'm telling you, at home, we have not had enough of that in six seasons. We haven't had close to enough of it in that long. The Raiders against the Patriots, I feel, is a typical Raiders against Broncos game, way more so than the Chargers. I think they're, if you're going to fight for something, I hate the Patriots more than the Chargers, honestly. And I hope the team does, too. I hope we can muster up something. I hope Basic Cable can put together a game plan that will be successful. And like I say every game, just give me some entertainment, man. Not the comedy that was San Diego, but give me some entertainment. 
give the Raider Nation something to <laughs> to to cling on for crying out freaking loud. And that's what I look for in this game. And I will be looking closely at the Randy Moss Asamoah scenario. I hope that they have to throw him to, to him a lot. That means our uh, defensive line will be working. Our defense needs a blitz. That's all there is. There's no two cents about it. When you're doing man coverage, pressure is essential. The combination cannot be separated, and that's the way it is. Pressure on man coverage causes turnovers. Fumbles and interceptions. Those are the two things that happen, and that's exactly what will happen if they, we get to it. Don't expect it. But maybe, you know, you never know. This is the freaky Raider team. <laughs> but they're funny. They're funny like a clown. That's funny. Okay, enough of me. Now how about a little bit of you? Let's move on to the bone line. <laughs> One eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one. One eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one. Get on it, do it. You know you have to have the therapy. You know you gotta tell somebody how you feel because if you're in Atlanta or if you're in Missouri or if you're in Alaska, well maybe not Alaska, but if you're in New York, nobody's gonna give a rat's ass about the Raiders except for. The Raider Nation. Get on the bone line and shout it out, partners. That's what I'm talking about. Let's see. What do we got going on? We got Big Raider Dave from Washington. Hey, this is Raider Dave in Washington. Um, I watched that Chargers-Raiders game, and I've got a few comments. I think that was just a total team effort in crap. I don't see how you can play a game in front of a national audience like that and show no emotion whatsoever. And Darren McFadden, how do you spend a top five pick on a player of his caliber and not give him 15 to 20 touches a game? Gosh, he didn't even have, uh, he didn't even have 10 touches left. That is pathetic. You need to put the ball in his hands and let him make plays. I thought that's why they drafted him. Tom Cable, if you have... If you think you're going to be the coach next year, think again, buddy. You fucking suck. And so do you, Rob Ryan. Both you motherfuckers should be gone next year. And fucking Greg Knapp. You guys fucking suck. Goddamn. That fucking Al Davis. They need to bring a GM in, have him in there first thing for next year. Before the draft, they need to hire him early. I don't know. I don't know if it'll make it any better, but maybe it'll get some of the better free agents into Oakland next year if they have a a general manager in between the coach and the owner. I mean, this is the only franchise that's run like this in the whole freaking NFL. Al Davis, you need to let go of the reins and let somebody else run it. You say you want a winner? Well, that's the way to do it, buddy. That's all I've got. I'm out. Yeah, you know what, man? Rated Dave. Ten touches, I say 15, 18 touches at least. DMC needs to get some touches in the game. He's not. The running game has been completely abandoned. I don't know why. Maybe it's from Kwame, the paper bag. Basic Cable, Wayne Ryan, Harris. Knapp. Everyone, I think, should be eliminated except for the running back coach, Rathman. That's the way it is, brother. Thanks for the call. We appreciate the nation knows how you're feeling. All right, who is next on the line? Well, Juan, Juan Jorge. The partner, the tailgate brother. Tell us what you got to say, man. Hey, this is Juan uh, calling in. And we just got our asses killed. We just got raped. But it hurt. But then I sat, thought about it. And it's the end of the year. We're all numb to this. And... I've now opened my eyes, and now I'm looking at it how it is. Just like Denny Green said, we are who we thought we were. This is some bullshit. If Al Davis does not do something significant in the off season, something worth me pulling cash out of my asshole and figuring out how I'm getting to Oakland week in and week out, if he does not pull his shit together and figure something out, 
like bringing in a general manager, bringing in a coach that we know can coach, letting him coach. If something like this does not happen, I am not renewing my season tickets. You know, at first, listening to Raider Rick, you know, Raider Rick basically tells it how it is. He's a diehard Raider fan. And, you know, everything he said was straight up on the on the dot. We will never win unless Al Davis leaves, steps down, or hires a general manager and lets people do their job. Until then, we are not having any more winning seasons. Everyone knows this, and hopefully Al can realize it. I will continue to finish out the year, and, you know, I hope the season's over fast, and, you know, I'm just numb to it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not letting it affect me as much as I did. Um, thanks to Al Davis, I'm making it, you know, he's making it easier for me to realize how bad we suck and how to get numb to this crap. Uh, shit, can't wait for the tailgate. You know, there's only two more games left. Um, you know, two more games to see everyone. And then, in reality, we're not going to see each other for another year. And hopefully another year, because, like I said, if Al Davis does not make some significant changes, I am not renewing my season tickets, because it is a pain in the ass for me, as a fan, a diehard fan, to figure out how I'm getting to Oakland week in and week out pulling $800 out of my ass. And since I don't drive yet, I have to spend $1,600. And I have to just call up a friend week in and week out and say, you know what, let's go to the game. I'll give you a ticket, you pay for gas. Simple as that, it blows, but you know what, I'm a diehard fan and I'm willing to do it. I am willing to sacrifice the little that I have for the team I love. Only if there is a little hope. I know we're not going to go to the Super Bowl in one year, but give us, a, you know, show us the end of the tunnel with the bright light at the end. Show us that we will progress, because what I am seeing on this field is a pathetic. This is not a professional football team. This is a JV high school team at best. I am sick of seeing these penalties. I am sick of seeing our coaches not being able to coach. Let the coach succeed or fail on his own, not through L. Davis. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm just you know, not going to let it affect me. I'm still going to wear my colors day in and day out. I'm still going to let everybody know I'm a Raider fan. I'm still going to talk like I'm a Raider fan. And I'm still going to punk any fan that says otherwise. But I'm not going to let these blowouts affect me at this point this year. That's all I got for now. Um, shit. Um, well, you know, two more game, two more home games left. See you guys at the Patriot game next Sunday. All right, take care, guys. Wait. Well, my brother, you're absolutely right with everybody. Everybody on this podcast, everybody who has a ticket. I mean, I'm not going to not go to any games, but I'm certainly not going to put out the dollars for those games either, Brad. I'm telling you right now, it is killing me. I say that, and then the tickets come and change my mind, but doggone it, it's a hard, hard thing to justify, especially for you. Listen here, folks. Juan is a young, young man, 17. He's not even out of school, and he's pulling out 800 900 bucks out of his ass for a ticket. You damn straight the Raiders need to win, if anybody, just for him. That's dedication, man. That's some hardcore stuff right there. That's that's pathetic, man. That's how I feel, too. We got Lou Dog. That's right. What you got to say, partner? Well, Raider Nation, another disappointing loss. Uh, what can I say? I don't have much to say about the, the game, but um, I do have something to say about the commentary uh, done by the announcers pre-game and post-game. The comments they made about Al Davis, um, as long as he's owner, general manager, 
slash second coach. <laughs> We're not going to do shit, guys. Our Raider team is not going to do nothing. You know what? I'm not even mad at the Raider team anymore. The players in general, I'm not mad at none of them. What does piss me off is the coaching, the coaching staff, the organization, the front office, all that stuff. It's just, it's just unbelievable how a franchise can be one of the greatest, once one of the greatest franchises in all of NFL to one of the worst. Can't believe that. How can these people let this this wonderful franchise go to waste? And another thing, uh, after the Kansas City game, yeah, I was pretty bummed out. I called, and I was bummed out. But uh, I'm over it. Uh, I just got to tell all those uh, real Raider fans to keep your heads up. The ones that actually know what's going on with the organization, you know, with the problems we've been having. Not these punk-ass color fans, as I call them. I call them color fans because they root for the team. They don't root for the players' action. Um, they don't know the cause. They just root for the Raiders. Well, anyways, Raider Nation, this is Lou Dog Raiders signing out. Uh... Just keep you guys' heads up. That's all we can do now is hope. See you guys later. Yeah, you know, you can tell on your voice, man. You're just like the rest of us. We're bummed. It's it's a bummer. You know what? You, you look to your team to take you away from all the horse shit that's happening in the world and look at it. It's just as bad as anything else. And the NFL Network, you know, fuck them. You know, they're a bunch of bitches anyway, and, and when we start winning, they'll suck our ass like they always do. I love that. We need new coaches. We need a general manager. You're right. Everyone's saying the same thing, brother. Hang in there, man. We got always got next year. You know, that's what we say every year. We got Raiders Sully. Tell us, brother. Tell us how you're feeling. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Sully down in La Mirada, California. What the fuck is going on with our team? This is bullshit. Second and 35, what the fuck kind of competitive team gets itself in second and 35? And then you fucking run? Are you fucking kidding me? You run at second and 35. Oh, yeah, you really fooled the shit out of them. And where the fuck is Michael Bush? My boy Raider Until Death has said it over and over. Where the fuck is Michael Bush? Why is he riding the fucking pine while we put fucking Fargus in there, who is nothing more than a linebacker locator? He finds him and crashes into him. The kid's got nothing but heart, but it's time to sit his ass. I'm tired of it, man. Where the... And Kwame Harris? Dude, get the fuck out of my silver and black uniform. Fuck you. You are done. Sit his ass down. Get Mario Henderson in there. Anybody, for Christ's sake. My fucking grandmother could block better than this son of a bitch. Get him fucking out of there. And fucking Kelly. God damn it, man. We have him backed up, and what the fuck do you do? You gotta prove what a man you are, huh? Well, there's 50 million down the drain. Thanks a lot, Kelly. Really appreciate that. Finally had him where we want him. You gotta fuck it up to prove what a man you are, huh? God damn it. We're better than this, Raiders. We're better than this. And you better start playing better. Because I'm telling you right now, Raiders, you aren't getting a single fucking penny from me. Not one until I see an improvement. Why should I pay my hard-earned dollar to see my team continually go out on fucking national television and take a nice, healthy shit right on every fan that's ever supported them? Al Davis, I hope you mean what you said in that press conference. I hope you find yourself a general manager, and you better do something to improve this team. I believe in you, Al. I do. I believe you will do it, because nobody, aside from the Raider fans, wants the Raiders to win more than you. Well, then show the Raider fans that you mean it. Show what you say. What you say is commitment to excellence. Show us all that you are committed to excellence. You say it, now show it to us. Raider Greg, you talked about it in last week's podcast, commitment to excellence. Well, then let's see it, goddammit. I'm tired of this shit. We're a better franchise and we're a better team. 
That's enough, Raiders. You better start playing, and you better start playing like a professional fucking team. I'm tired of watching you lose week after week after week, and the excuses that get put out there. Oh, Russell's a rookie. Hey, you know what? Flacco and fucking Ryan are rookies. And I'm watching these guys do a much better competent job than fucking our quarterback, Russell. Okay? I'm tired of it. This kid better learn. He better learn fucking quick. It's a lot of money going down the drain watching this kid fuck shit up. And I'm tired of people making excuses for him because he plays for the Raiders that it's all Al Davis's fault. Bullshit. Bullshit. There's got to be some fucking personal responsibility. And you better get some, Russell. You better get some quick if you want to continue to wear the silver and black. Raider Greg, you are holding it down for the Raider Nation. I appreciate it. I am a long-time listener, and I appreciate it. You're the only thing I look forward to anymore every week when it comes to the Raiders. I can't look forward to their games. God forbid they actually put up a good game for a Raider fan. Raider Greg, creep it up. Keep it up, Raider Greg. Keep it up. I'm sorry if I went over two minutes, but I'm pissed, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. The Raiders have got to start playing better. I want to give a big shout-out. To my boys, Raider Until Death and Silver and Black Attack. This is Raider Sully holding it down in La Mirada, California. And like Raider Greg says, I am out. Raider Sully from La Mirada, California. You are only in stage two of depression. The anger part. (laughs) So a lot of us have gone beyond the anger right to, well, the word is numb, really, or catatonic. You could use that word, too. Pretty freaking funny. Second and 35. This was early in the game, if I remember correctly. And I remember typing on the forum here, they're going to run. They're going to run the ball. I knew it. It's a fact. And the funniest thing, that's why I called it the funny podcast, is they did. And Michael Bush... Man, Bush is the man. I've always liked. He's got great hands. Why aren't they using him out of the backfield? You know why? Because they got Kwame the paper bag out there. Wayne Harris. He put five people. um, You know, all the running backs are are blocking. Everybody's blocking. Everybody's blocking. If Jamarcus didn't have to play, he'd fucking block too. Raiders blow. They know they blow. We know they blow. Tell them with your wallet, brother. You got the right idea. It's the only thing that's going to change. Anything around here that I'm talking about. Thanks for the call, brother. Okay, who we got next on the line? We have Insurator from San Diego. Yeah. Raider Nation, this is Insurator from San Diego, California. I just got finished watching the most disgusting display of football that I have seen in 34 years of watching the Raiders never missing a game. I thought it was bad when I flew to New Orleans to watch us get our butts kicked there. I was there, obviously, opening night in Denver and watched us get shellacked by the Broncos. And now, as a San Diego native, someone who has to live and deal with these idiots here in San Diego, we just did not show up. And I have one person that I want to blame, and that is Kwame Harris. Are you kidding me? This guy should not even be on an NFL practice squad. He's a moron. Bring back Barry Sims, even. I am so bummed out about how we are playing. I don't foresee us, obviously, winning any more games through the rest of this year. Uh, Basic cable is definitely not the answer. We have got to reload, retool, scrap the whole thing, and start from the beginning. Obviously, a lot of it falls on Al, and hopefully Al falls out of the picture very, very soon. Until that happens, I'm not sure we have a lot to look forward to. However, maintain, relax, give it time. The nation will always come back. Well, that's right, man. That's why I said, yeah, because you got to put up with some serious bullshit. Not only do you have to listen to crap, but you got to listen to crap from the worst fans in the NFL, partner. Those are the biggest bandwagon fans in the world, and they can't say a shitty thing to you because all you got to do is say this. If you ain't got no bling, 
You ain't going to be able to say a damn thing. Don't say a goddamn thing, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, you're right. The organization has to go. You know, everyone all saying the same thing, man. Different voices, same theme. The theme, the song doesn't change. You know what I mean? Thanks for the call, brother. Hang in there. And it's nice to have that little positive twist at the end. Thank you. Who's next? We have a longtime listener and a caller, the Archangel from Storm Mountain, Georgia. Okay, man. You always got some wisdom. Let's hear it. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Archangel from Storm Mountain, Georgia, outside Atlanta, Georgia. And Raider Greg, hey, man, I'm sorry I didn't hit you up uh, the past couple of weeks, but I've been kind of like a little disgusted as far as the uh, Raiders. Uh... Normally, uh, some people, once they started winning their games and all that, like the one that they beat Denver, uh, people have been calling as far as jumping back on the bandwagon. But, of course, I wasn't going to fall for that because I knew that when they go back home to play against Kansas City, everybody's going to expect them to go ahead and start really picking up them play and win the game. But, of course, I wasn't surprised that they lost to Kansas City. Okay, going to San Diego? Come on now, let's be for real. You guys actually think that they were going to beat San Diego after San Diego lost the same week that they beat Denver? The Raiders are not that type of team, people. And as you can see last night, if you haven't noticed it, Raider Nation, the Raiders have already packed it in for the year. They are not ready to play no more football. Jamarcus Russell, the guy, he is off and on, and he is extremely soft for a big old guy. I mean, he gets touched, he falls down. Can't really blame it on him anyway because if we had a good offensive line to protect him all the time instead of every once in a while, then he wouldn't have that problem. Cream Harris, that guy has been overpaid. He should have never been picked up, and hopefully after this season, they'll let him go. Just like uh, I can't remember the offensive lineman name that we used to have that used to get all those uh, penalties for false starts and all that, but... Uh, yeah, he got to go. Also, as you can see, we need some wide receivers real bad also. Uh, the uh, post-game show after the game, I mean, the Raiders were murdered. I mean, NFL Network, they just been having a field day. Warren Sapp, yeah, I mean, we don't like him talking about our Raiders like that, but, hey, I'm sorry, the guy was telling the truth. And, I mean, it, it was pathetic the way everybody was laughing at, at the Raiders. And then they had LT come on there, and he basically said, every time we need a win or need a good game, it always seems like the Raiders come around to give them just that. So literally, he was basically just laughing at them also. I mean, it was pathetic. I felt so bad for the Raiders. But you know what? Like I said before, it is where it is. Well, anyway, I live all the way over in the East Coast. I get the NFL package just to watch my Raiders. But you know what? I'm not going to waste my money getting the package next year. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a Raider fan for life, but I'm not one to be throwing away money because these guys have cost me so much money. I mean, I have more heart and belief in them than they have in themselves. But anyway, season's over a long time ago, but I'm not even going to watch any more games for the rest of the season. I mean, come on. They come back home to play against New England. I, early in the year, I thought they could beat them. Now, no. They're going to play against Houston at home also. I don't think they've beaten Houston yet since they became an um, organization. And then the last game of the season just at Tampa Bay, no, that's not a win either because Tampa Bay is in a fight as far as getting the playoff spot and winning the NFC South against uh, Carolina and trying to stay ahead of Atlanta. So, yeah, those are three losses automatically also. So hopefully when the draft rolls around, they'll go ahead and uh, draft for a wide receiver. If they can't get a wide receiver, then maybe they'll get Plexico Burris. Hey, I heard that um, Giants is going to let him go when the season's over anyway. And then, as we know, the Raiders used to uh, pick up outlaws and scrubs anyway to try to make them better. He might be a good pickup. I mean, he might change his ways after what he sees that he's lost. But uh, then again, Raiders and offer him to get him. They don't have to clean house with the wide receivers that we do have. Javon Walker, oh, another person we threw him when he wanted to. Oh, well. Anyway, Raider Nation, it was nice talking to you. Raider Greg, keep up the hard work. I'll still be going on your podcast as far as listening to the comments and everything. 
Hang in there, Raider Nation. There's always next year. Peace. Well, there you go, man. I love what you say right here. It is what it is. That's exactly all you got to say because that kind of culminates the whole pile of crap. And that's it. You know what it is. Thanks for the call, man. We uh, we just all hanging in there, just like you said. And you got to talk with your money because you ain't gonna they ain't gonna listen to you talking. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've tried up there at Alameda. They don't listen to nothing but the dollar. So you know what you got to do. Okay, who's next on the line? We got Virginia Raider. What you got to say, partner? What's up, nation? It's Virginia Raider. Oh, man. It's been a hell of a couple weeks, don't you think? I uh, don't even understand it. Um, It's ridiculous. We can't call ourselves a football team. Not at this point. We uh we we're just horrible. Um go out and have a game now to win, should beat the Queefs and can't even beat them and uh then we go out and kinda uh, get killed by the by the bolts. So uh I don't know, it's pretty bad. I don't even uh not even gonna get on here and waste my energy cussing or screaming or yelling. It uh, it ain't even worth it anymore. I uh, wanted to call in last week, but thought I'd wait to see how we played Thursday night. But we all know how that goes or went. Um, but yeah, it's sad. At least uh, we won't have a number one pick. The Kitty Cats up in Detroit, they can't win a football game, so. Uh, I guess we got that going for us, but it's still going to be pretty high. And I've, I've, Every time I've got on here, I've talked about who we need to re-sign and all that stuff. I'm tired of talking about that. We're, we're not stupid people. We all know who we need to sign. Uh, but it's just having another one of them draft picks, another one of those guys. Um, $60 million for somebody who's never played it down in NFL football. It's uh, it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, that's all I got for you this week, man. Uh, talk to you later. Peace. I know, you know, you know, we know, we all know what's got to happen. But no matter who we have planned for us, no matter who's in the locker room, you gotta have a big boss up top that's got his finger on everybody's throat, literally. Like Parcells does not jack around, fair but firm. End of story. That's the kind of guy we need a no-nonsense leader in there that's going to get a decent coach that's going to make sure the players are accountable and everybody in the office is accountable. That's what we need. If we don't get it, we ain't going to happen. It. It's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen till that happens. It ain't happening. I hope Al has enough left in his mind to pick somebody who's a good general manager. That's all I got to say, man. So who's on the line next? Clutch. From the New York City. What's going on, man? That's NYC to everybody else. Let me hear it. Yo, Raider Greg, what's up, man? What's up, Raider Nation? That was an awful showing yesterday. Very disconcerting. You know, what's one to say, man? We've taken a beating for six fucking years, man. Um, but listen, man. Oh, uh, this, is, this is for you all you fake-ass fucking Raider fans. Because I'm a Raider fan 35 years here in New York City. And I wear my shit from head to toe 365 motherfucking days a year. And like I said, when we turn the ship around, how long it may be, you know, you fake-ass fa- fake fans stay the fuck away. That's all I got to say. And you know, when we rise from the ashes, like I said, it may take some time. But like I said, just stay the fuck away. You know... Raider Nation, be loyal to your team. Be loyal to the colors. Die with your fucking boots on. Never, never jump ship. All right? Never. It will change. All right? It will change. This is Clutch in big old NYC. And uh, you can hit me up in my email, clutchtc 
at yahoo.com. I'll show you head to toe Raiders, my picture. Just hit me up and I'll send it to you. Later. Well, Clutch is die hard, man. He's a Raider fan. He's hanging in there. And there's nothing wrong with hanging in there, nothing wrong with wearing your colors. And as far as keeping away, you're not going to be able to keep fans away because I'll tell you, there's all kinds of fans. I've said this before in other shows, but I'll just reiterate it again right now. There are all kinds of fans. There's some weak-ass fans. And then there's some very strong fans like yourself, very strong and dedicated fans. Um, I kind of think I'm a fan. I know Randy's a fan. But there's fans of various degrees, man. You can't block one degree of fan out. When a team starts winning, we get five times as many fans. Happens every time it happens. You know that. I've been watching them that long. You know the bandwagon fills up quick for the Raiders. That's fine. Don't ostracize any fan. If they're a fan, they're a fan. Trust me, if they're a fan and they're talking shit, as soon as the Raiders start to win, you're going to be right there. And just know that you're a fan. Know that you are a certain kind of fan, a true hardcore fan. Okay? But, uh, you know, you gotta don't worry about the rest of the nation because there's all kinds of fans. And I say that for sure. I say it with confidence. I say it and I mean it. Enjoy it when we have it because when we were winning, it was nice to see a bunch of people there. We don't see that many people there now, of course. But I'd sure like to see that many people at the games every game. And that's what happens when you win. And I don't care what kind of fan they are, as long as they're a Raider fan. You know what I mean? So who we got on the line next? We have the Raider fan. Until death. What's up, Raider Nation? This is the Raider fan until death. Namdi Asamwa spoke a little bit about uh, what it was like inside the locker room after the Raiders got blown out by the Chargers on Thursday night. He mentioned that there was guys laughing, not too many people that were upset. You know, Raider Greg, you called it. Crimes against football. Guilty. The Raiders are guilty. I mean, come on. You're blown out for your second nationally televised game in one season, and you're joking around and laughing in the locker room afterwards? You know what? That's just like... uh, that's the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, for, for Namdi even considering staying in Oakland next year. You know, I, I, I mentioned it before, you know, we're fucked, you know, after this season when it comes to signing Namdi to the Raiders. He's done, you know. He's upset with his own teammates for not being upset about losing, you know. The guy has the killer instinct. He wants to win, you know. You know, what's, what, what do you think he's going to do? His own teammates aren't even upset about losing. He's pissed off about losing. His teammates aren't. So what the fuck? He, he, you know, he's, he's mentioning, you know, we change coaches, same result. We change players, same result. You know what? We need a change of attitude. That's what it is. And, and nobody wants to change their attitude. Everyone's complacent with losing. And the, the, the players in the locker room who have the, the winning instinct are sick of it, and they're done with Oakland. And I'm speaking about Namdi Asamoah. He's done. You know what? Even if the Raiders offer him a billion dollars, he will not take it. Because obviously the guy wants to win. Getting paid is second to him. He wants to win first. So, fuck, I hope we never get another nationally nationally televised game again until we start winning. So, fuck. Goodbye, Namdi, after this year. It was nice having you. Out. <laughs> That's what I said, man. We are guilty against uh, from crimes against football. It was so apropos, I thought, especially after this game. It was perfect because it was dis- de- demonstrated exactly what I was talking about, about crimes against football, and there it is. One of the biggest crimes is having levity in the locker room after a beating. I don't know about you guys, but any sport that I've ever played on a team, when you're in the locker room or you're together after a beating, there's not a whole lot of laughter. Not from people who take a game seriously. And if I was getting paid millions of dollars a year, you bet your ass that I'd take it seriously. And you got to have someone in there like Lane Kiffin that changed the mentality of the team. Look where they are now. Look how they started the season. 
I'll tell you right now, Kiffin came in and fired a bunch of people. I'm sure Al was not happy with the Moss deal, but there's nothing we were going to do with that loser. And a lot of other things, but man, it sure made everybody stand up straight and carry the fucking ball, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we got to move on, man. Got to look for the draft. We're probably third, third pick. And Omdi's gone. You're right. I don't even want to think about it, man. It is a sure bummer, considering, you know, 10 of the last 11 draft picks were defensive backs. Here we found our own, and we punk him. Classic. Who's next? We got one more guy on the line. We have the wild, Arkansan Raider. You know, it's hard to make chicken salad with chicken crap. And given that this team has uh, pretty much packed it in, I'd pretty much say it's chicken crap right now. Outside of Awesome Law and McFadden and Fargus and maybe a couple other guys uh, who are actually giving their all out there, they're surrounded by a bunch of guys who pretty much packed it in. So, you know, I, I think it it's pretty much done for the season, as much as I hate to say it. But uh, they're, they're not going to give out any more effort than that. Uh, it's pretty much done. Anyway... Sorry, I can't be any more uh, bright and cheery and all that, but it, it's done. Speaking of packing it in, I, my mind has obviously packed it in because I didn't tell you this is our Kansan Raider, and I am out. Not so wild today, man. I know. I feel you. I hear you, and I know exactly what you're saying. Um, but don't give up on those screens, man. I count on those for sound bites. So get on that and get on back to it because, uh, that's pretty good. Arkansas Raider. Don't stop calling in brother. Cause it's over, but it ain't over. If you know what I'm saying. Well, Raider nation, that is it for this episode of the Raider nation podcast. Don't forget to check out our video cast. That's right. We do have one of those too. Uh, as embarrassing of a season we've had, we've had a lot of fun in the parking lot. We're getting them together as we speak. And so we will get some more video casts up there. It's a lot of fun. Don't forget to check out our website, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com. Check out the front page. Randy puts a lot of effort into that. There's all kinds of information. Check it out. Click, pick, do what you got to do. And uh, also network with other Raider fans because this is a tough time for the nation and a really tough time for the Raider nation. So hang in there. we got the Patriot Rats coming to town. It's going to be rainy and cold, and we're going to try to bear through it. I hope the freaking team shows up that I hope shows up. That's all I got to say. We all know what we got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Just be safe out there the holiday season. And God bless the Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg. And I am out.
greatest since 93 till infinity Some underground shit that just shook the fucking industry And Humpty with his gone ass, a raider in his own right The whole D you can't forget you amped on sight Now, Mystic, she the only female raider I know You the shit, baby girl, I'm just letting you know And last but not least Tupac Shakur, nigga, uh, rest in peace I'm from the city of dope, the town of the crack I'm from the city of pimps, the town of the Mac East Oakland, heat totin' Ebonic speech broken, keep joking. The loonies about to have the streets smoking. Down top, y'all keep smoking. hey We got that killer throwin' aid Heron and kilos for days It's the city of the warriors, the home of the A's Where niggas get sideways, shoot out on highways East Oakland, bitch I'm a You know how we do it. East side, oh, nigga, straight up take your hoe. I was all day long. You know how we do it in the town. Crystal, big dank, that's the way we roll. Old school, sitting on 20s. It don't make no difference. Floating, doing it all. Ghetto nigga from the East of Mount Mall.